Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos. And I'm Anna Dinami Karaja. Welcome to the studio. That's it. Oh, well, oh, thank you, Stephen. That was very formal of you. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to the studio to you too, Stephen. Thank, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. How's your week been? You been all right? Yeah, my week's been fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Just working hard. Doing some push-ups. Oh, yeah? The well, usual. Wait, so you're working hard just like you're doing no, no, push-ups, and that's what it means? Se- separate hard. events. Oh, separate okay. Events. Okay, cool. No, good on you. Yeah, but, no, your chest is uh, bulging through that shirt. It's uh, That's exactly the comment I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I should have said that immediately. I'm sorry. Now that you've said it <laughs> initially, it's like it's an elicited comment. So I don't I don't want you to feel... I, I was thinking it. I didn't say it. Next week, I'll verbalize uh, your bulging chest uh, first. Thank you very much. Yeah, no How's your week been? You been okay? It's been great. It's yep. been great. You know why? Because uh, I have had some journal clubs uh, this week, which oh, has that, that journal clubs. Journal you clubs, say. I say. A uh, journal club is an event in which scientists get together and they talk about research papers. And Stephen, mm. yes, do you know what today's paper is going to be about? Uh, Starts with a J and ends in journal club. I'm <laughs> <laughs> lost. I got nothing. Oh, that's right. So uh, we're talking about journal clubs, but before we do. Stephen, who do we have to thank? I ask him as he takes a sip of his kombucha. Kombucha, yeah. <laughs> mixing things up today. <laughs> nah, we on. have to thank CPAS, the mm-hmm. Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science. That's thank right. you very much, CPAS. Yeah. And by the way, we do also, uh, our weekly sponsor of unofficial sponsor, Lifted mm-hmm. Ice Tea, yes. uh, just uh, make a note. While Stephen is drinking kombucha, I am drinking Lifton iced tea. We're still present in yeah. the podcast here, so let's just make that <laughs> very clear. If you want to flow through with that uh, sponsorship, happy to consider that. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to talk to management and see how it goes, but I'm sure we'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, today's paper, um, I think, is a cute one because Anandan has to uh, present a paper at mm. his journal club That's meetings, right. and he thought he was being really clever and cheeky by taking a paper to the journal club mm-hmm. about journal clubs. Ooh, you should see the smile on his face. It's right better. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. So, uh, I mean, these journal clubs are generally, you know, we, we're, I'm in a neuroscience lab, so we base it around neuroscience topic, Alzheimer's disease or things that are happening in Parkinson's or mechanistically what's happening. And I thought, just to change things up a bit, have one that's about journal clubs and how to run mm. a journal club effectively. So, I mean, for those who don't know what a journal club is, let me, let me explain that first. Um, I mean, what this paper looks at is, you know, what is a journal club as well. But generally, from my experience, a journal club is generally where a a lab gets together and they talk about a paper and they try to critically analyze it, see what they can learn from it. Usually there's someone who... uh, decides what paper it's going to be. Sometimes it can be a presentation. Other times it can be an informal discussion. They talk about what was good in the methods, what was good in the paper itself, what could be improved, all sorts of things. It's sort of meant to be like a critical thinking exercise for scientists to help get that scientific muscle yeah. Yeah, bigger. How, how, how often do you do this? We do it weekly. Every it, single week? Every week. Every every Monday morning we uh, have our journal club. And so everyone has to present a paper every week? Uh, every week. There's a rotating mm-hmm. roster. So there's like about 12, 14 of us and then uh, once a week someone presents. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's one person presenting. It's one not person presenting. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. doing their so own. So okay, one yeah. paper, it's sent out and uh, yeah, we all read it. And That's great. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, is there is there a rationale 
for this uh, a broad scale rationale good question i guess mm. the rationale is usually to help with our critical thinking is the main okay. rationale but also i mean it's a our journal club sort of differs from others i've been to in a way that it's it's a chance for all of us to catch up like mm. we spend the first half hour everyone goes around the room and they have to say uh, what they're up to in the last week and also an interesting fact okay. so you have okay. to talk about something that's happened in science and and uh, yeah share that so it's also just a bit of team bonding it sort of is like it, a, a it, way to break up the week i guess that's it, it. Well. oh well i mean start the week in a way for us yes. it's monday mornings but uh we our supervisor brings in like tea and we all have tea in the morning so it's, that it's, sounds really nice actually. yeah it's, it's super nice you should come yeah, yeah why, why, why haven't i been invited Every, yet? everyone's is, welcome there i like go. tea i think your pecs are bulging too much to be invited there's a certain threshold for the right, amount of pec yeah. muscle to you know it yeah, just that's it, fair enough yeah yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but i mean let's talk about today's mm-hmm. uh, journal paper which is a systematic review of a ways in ways in which you could conduct an effective uh, journal club. Quick uh, question. Yeah, go for it. What's the difference between a systematic review and a meta-analysis? Oh, great question, Steve. Um, a systematic review is where you run through the process of collecting a bunch of different papers, and you uh, a meta-analysis is where, with those collected papers, you actually summarize an effect. So, for example, say we're looking at the effect of uh, drinking Lipton iced tea and getting a sponsorship, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe 20 studies have looked at this, right? And I can I can use some sort of measure to measure that effect. If I have measures across 20 studies, then I can use a meta-analysis and analyze these measures from all these 20 studies. But if I'm in a situation where there's not enough compatible measures across studies, or it's like this where it's a, qual- a qualitative study, so they haven't used numbers, they've looked at uh, other things like interviews and part, uh, self-report type stuff, mm. then you can't actually meta-analyze it. So it's like to analyze stuff in a meta-analysis context, you need sort of numbers that are the I same. Understand, yeah. yeah. But systematic review just means you're reviewing the literature systematically, step by step. There's a whole procedure to go through it, but in, in general, it means you're collecting information from the mm. wider scientific community so neither would necessarily produce a higher standard of results or more reliable results uh, no it, yeah good question i think probably similar i mean a meta mm. a systematic review is sort of the pinnacle and then uh, probably a step above that a meta-analysis provides more information on like uh precise changes so i could say you know there's a bunch of studies that have shown uh, whether wine is good for you or bad for you this is the perfect chance for a systematic review meta-analysis so you collect all the papers systematic review then the next stage is you say well some people said good some people said bad what's the average effect and maybe it says you know it's bad for you and it causes cancer or something so mm. that is where the meta-analysis has value that a systematic review ne- may not necessarily have systematic review people will say oh you know 20 papers said this, 10 papers said this, you know, so it's sort of like you have to make your own judgment as to mm. the weight of that evidence. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's right. I hope everyone else learned something there. Oh, they were just sitting go. there going, stupid Steve, just look it up afterwards. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all over it. <laughs> so uh, what, what did they do in this study exactly? Well, in this study, uh, they did that exact thing. They did a, a systematic review where they collected a bunch of published papers that had looked at uh, so, some element of journal club effectiveness, right? So um, they looked at a bunch of different databases and they said experimental comparative papers that looked at whether their journal club process was effective. Some of these papers had interventions where, you know, some people did the journal club and other people didn't. But in general, they uh, just looked at papers that reported on effectiveness of journal clubs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what they found from all this is... Uh, a few things. Firstly, 
they, I mean, the main conclusions are that they said that characteristics of successful journal clubs included a few things. One is regular and anticipated meetings. So having, you know, weekly, fortnightly, I think they even suggest monthly. Um, mandatory attendance was one one characteristic. Mm. Uh, clear long-term, short-term purpose, appropriate meeting and timing incent- uh, and incentives. A trained journal club leader was one idea to choose the papers and lead discussions and circulating the papers prior to the meeting, um, using the internet for wider dissemination of data storage uh, and storage of the papers and using ways to critically analyze the journal papers. So those are the main takeaways from it. But uh, so I took this paper into my journal club. I said, hey, guys, yeah. here's the paper. And it's actually uh, a journal club in which my supervisor wasn't there, which is uh, oh, wasn't awesome. anticipated. You been gutted. Yeah, well, I was actually gutted. You're the <laughs> yeah. first person to say that. Everyone else is like, oh, you know, did you do it because your supervisor wasn't there? I was like, actually, I did it because I thought he was yeah, going to be there. Yeah. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> you do indeed. So but, uh, you know, we had a frank discussion. We were like, so. You know, from the results of this paper, when they're looking at the effectiveness of journal clubs and they found things like mandatory attendance. I mean, they noted that uh, uh, providing food was uh, a positive incentive. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that that helped people. And, you know, credit to my supervisor. He does provide little chocolate uh, coffee beans. Oh, something. every time. All over it. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. He's really good. He's really on, on it. So we have an excellent journal club. But mm-hmm. just to report back, because I presented this paper uh, two weeks ago. And what we've done since then, based on these findings, is uh, so the person who was presenting, there there were never any explicit rules on when to circulate the paper. So usually it was circulated like Friday, 5 p.m., which Mm. meant that everyone had to read it over the weekend or read it early Monday morning. Yeah, Yeah. which is tough. So we've implemented Wednesday afternoon cutoffs, Wednesday, 5 p.m. now. So that's one one change that's happened. We think it's really cool the idea that they say about using the internet and documenting journal clubs. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to uh, keep a record of all these papers we talk about every week and uh, use that uh, as, as, as some sort of approach there. And then the third thing that we're doing is every time we send out a paper, it, the person presenting needs to give a short bio on why are you sending out this paper? What do you think mm-hmm. is interesting about this paper? What do you want to discuss and analyze? So, okay. you know, we, we've taken it forward. It's, happened, it's worked well so far, one week in, but uh, it's been interesting. But see, what, I mean, yeah. what, what are yeah. your thoughts on the concept of a journal club? Have you been a part of any something similar? Yeah, honestly, not really. I mean, we have meetings all the time at work, which I guess mm-hmm. is a similar concept. It's just knowledge sh- and idea sharing, right. really. Really? I don't know. Is it? Do you is, say it is is some bigger than that or deeper than that? In a way, it is idea sharing. Mm-hmm. But what do your meetings entail? Is it this idea of like uh, someone facilitates it? There's a, a topic behind it, or is it just people? Yeah, it's more. Let's let's kind of make sure we're all on the same wavelength about a particular concept. Oh, okay. Or a, a decision making process. There's a lot of gray area in, in my work. Okay. And so our meetings are more about trying to you know mitigate. And minimize that that gray area. Interesting. Like, yeah. Is the gray area the amount of work you do, or what, what do you? No, mean? I, what I'm talking about, and I'm going to keep it kind of vague here, but it's it's uh, the scope of decision making is is very broad, and it's really hard to get people making the same decisions because you know people have different experiences. Yeah, right. And so to to get people making decisions using the same information is is really interesting process. So, so what Stephen's actually saying is he's from the CIA, and that's why he has <laughs> to keep things vague. He's no, like, no, no, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the vaguest answer. It's just it's just about decisions. You know, we 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 talk about decisions. It's like what we're going to do yeah. the other day. <laughs> my, my nervous <laughs> laugh didn't help. It. <laughs> Not from any organization. Like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> 
So, uh, I mean, what you're obviously you are sharing ideas, you're sharing information. Mm. Is mm. that something that you think is r- important for what you're doing? I think it's sort of place? key for key for science. It's it's one of those things that not a lot of people do, and the people who benefit the most from Journal Club are, funnily enough, the people who put the most effort in in like reading the paper, trying to analyze mm. it, taking their ideas to Journal Club, and having sharing them and and going from there. So one thing my supervisor does really well. Um, I wish he did more things terribly so mm. I could criticize. Yeah. Him. One thing he does really well is he makes sure he goes around the room no matter how senior or junior you are, a junior you are, and he tries to press you to have some sort of input, some sort of idea about the journal paper. Mm -hmm. And so it's developed my critical thinking a lot. And, you know, some weeks it's really hard to say stuff, but you develop it more and more and it makes you put more of an effort Mm -hmm. in and you you learn other than just being passively. So I've been in other journal clubs where you just have like the key leaders of the club who are like talking and everyone else just sits and listens, which Mm. isn't as engaging and you don't develop as much. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I didn't, that didn't occur to me. Mm. You get probably more just out of presenting your paper than, than actually sitting and listening. That's it. But so my, my first thought going over this paper was like, why are they bringing all these scientists together into a room to talk about ideas? Aren't all the greatest scientists total recluses? Thinking of like... Oh, interesting. Like Isaac Newton and Nikola Tesla and stuff. These guys are famously total recluses. They, I think so, they, they... Yeah, they were p- potentially, but I think not out of choice possibly i mean the one Ooh. one thing i, I, I <laughs> but it was it's that idea that j- journal clubs even conferences are sort of like a journal club on steroids right like it's a it's where a bunch of guys get together a guy like people get together and they share their ideas and and share their beliefs about you know different things from the evidence that they've collected from science and mm-hmm. you're sort of at the forefront of someone presents something new and you give them some feedback and instead of presenting established papers they're sort of presenting research so mm. uh, yeah i think journal clubs are are critical in, within the scientific process which is what conferences do and and you know it's the same thing as having like a office chat and you're chatting about something interesting yeah. you know so that's yeah thing. i mean that that was my second thought so obviously mm. like nikola tesla said you know be alone that's where ideas are born but then you're like well hang on your ideas have come from other people's ideas yeah that's and that comes from Talking. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no right or wrong way around it, but I think what's interesting about that quote is mm. that when you are alone, you are prone to bias, I think. Mm. you When you don't have someone checking you, when you don't have someone challenging you, I think you're more prone to... You know, I think perspective is the most valuable thing within science. You have different perspectives from different people, and that's what makes it so good. Like the, some of the best science is published uh, open source, which allows a lot of people to provide input before it goes through the peer review process so mm. yeah it's it's an interesting idea yeah it is I, i'm also interested kind of in the way that n- now I, the the internet has almost become like this worldwide journal club mm-hmm. in a way yeah people there's i i think there are online journal clubs are there not i think so yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's got to have changed science as, as uh, i know i know this is pushing into a whole no. whole new realm but yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean the journal club on a very narrow scale in, in your organization seems to have some impacts, does it not? Are you able to? Yeah, definitely. Ex- I mean, when, when, in terms of online journal clubs, uh, it's interesting. When we talk about the internet and what it does for journal clubs, or even let's mm. take it even broader, one step before that in terms of what it does for discourse and debate, yeah. it can be extremely powerful because it connects a lot of people from all over the world. Mm. It can also be extremely crippling because um, uh, it, it can provide credibility and evidence to people who um, may not necessarily 
uh, be on the same level playing field. One classic example is, you know, whenever they do a debate on the news about climate change uh, and things that are happening there, they always have some climate change denier and then they have Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah. And they have him over and over and over, right? And what they do, because it's a one-to-one sort of thing and they give them both, you know, equal amounts of time, what that does is it gives both people equal amounts of credibility mm. uh, in the public size. So when you have these online discourses about different things, it can be powerful because it connects different ideas, but it also can be crippling because uh, taken the wrong way, people may view, have more credibility than necessarily they mm. should have. So it can be dangerous. It can be. Mm. I, I think I, I was more thinking uh, along the lines of, I imagine you would take the ideas that are shared in your journal club and mm-hmm. it, either consciously or subconsciously try to implement it, yeah. those ideas into the research yeah. that you're doing. Definitely. So the internet creates this like worldwide platform that enables people to just gather information and then integrate that into their own research and learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, is there a, a growing kind of... Uh, a more monofocused way of thinking or a certain paradigm of science generally speaking because ideas are, are, are not so much how do I phrase this right I'm so you're, you're saying w- with in regards to journal clubs and the connection to the internet what I'm not gathering is mm. w- what connection is that w- w- what do you mean when you say the link between journal clubs and the internet being the the sharing of ideas the sharing of ideas right, right? So and the implementation in regards to using those ideas in your own research yes uh well I, it, uh, d- it definitely happens i mean that's the, a journal club it, it to some extent is the process of publishing scientific papers right mm. you publish those papers through the peer review process but i mean when it comes to analyzing that sort of information online the the focus that you're talking about, that monofocus, mm. is the scientific method usually is what we use, right? So mm. when, when we try to analyze and have discourse, we we look at it through the lens of the scientific method, which is what are your aims? So why are you doing what you're doing? How are you doing it? And what are the outcomes? What does it mean? So mm. um, that's sort of the breakdown of, of what it means when you do a journal club. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean... Off the back of what I was saying earlier about mm. kind of being alone and that's, mm. that's where ideas are born, where everyone is sharing ideas, they start thinking about things in the same way, Yeah. right? And then so research starts to kind of look like the research that's happening across the world. And, and rather than people exploring different ideas from completely different perspectives, yeah. we end up with all these people kind of approaching things in a similar way or mm. coming up with the same sorts of ideas because... They're yeah, they're using all similar or the same information. Interesting. Yeah. I would argue that there are so many people in the world and so many unique perspectives that even I think all paradigms are always challenged. Like even frameworks are challenged. So to mm. the extent of I don't think more information I think you're I get what you're saying. I think you're saying more information can pigeonhole people into thinking a certain way and that way you don't have diversity of ideas. But I think the benefits far outweigh those random savants that will, you know, persevere. Mm-hmm. And I, I think even people who have the capacity to persevere better in private uh, will still benefit from public sharing of ideas uh, but mm. it's it's interesting i mean i think that's why science is going so much towards open practices and making sure that people are publishing their data and making sure that you know there's different ideas that are put out there 
because they, they you know the more you share it yeah you get more people catching on to things but also you get more momentum behind good ideas and mm. less momentum behind bad ideas so you if you were by yourself maybe you're you know researching the same idea uh, for 20 years and if you were working with other people you'd realize maybe there's a different approach that you could have taken which would have saved you a bit of time yeah so, i'd say that's that's a very common narrative uh, i'd say even, yeah even like the the big findings like newtons and mm. like theory of relativity has come from other people kind of inputting and well yeah definitely i mean look at the classic example of uh charles darwin and you know people think he came up with the theory of evolution which he which he did but Mm. he uh independently of him some guy called alfred wallace came up with theory of evolution and so their collaboration allowed for independent validation of their ideas which was Mm. incredibly powerful uh and darwin's famous because he's the one who went up and published it and mm. so yeah. when are you going to join those big names no, i think i think <laughs> i'm already there in my head <laughs> I think so, too. I think so Stephen, what do you mm-hmm. do you think you know we always say what can we take away from this paper mm-hmm. do you think you would be interested in implementing some of these principles of a journal club within your workplace is there do you think your meetings should be made mandatory attendance i mean i'm sure you'd mm. be happy with food being there yeah but yeah, <laughs> do you think agendas to meetings should be circulated you know days before do you w- what do you think yeah i, I it's a good question mm-hmm. because that kind of it, it pushes us to think that these uh these factors for success are applicable to any kind of group meeting situation and yeah t- totally i mean if i was in a situation where i needed to share ideas or, or get people on the same wavelength about stuff or just get people interested in something totally make it mandatory yeah, yeah. mandatory losing losing my words um well what oh, you and yeah. i are, what you and i are doing right now is sort of a journal club isn't it kind of it sort of is when you think about it because it's, it's a bit lame now we isn't get, it well what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> then we get the you know we get a paper and then we discuss it and we move forward that's, that's the journal I, club I, just I you know, know but when i tell my friends that i was like podcasting i don't want to have to change it to journal i went club. to journal club with <laughs> <laughs> it's all stigmas <laughs> too it's all stigma knowledge is power so <laughs> <laughs> i think uh you know that we're i mean even some of the papers we present here are i think are interesting from journal club perspective which is why you know we sometimes present it from those so it, it's yeah. definitely our own you don't you don't need a million people to do a journal club sometimes you just need a mm. few more than one to share some ideas so C- can know. i I just ask one question that I, I should have asked earlier. But, no, do um, Just in terms of how they measured success in this paper, what, mm. what what does a successful journal club actually look like? Yeah, good question. I mean, they broke it down into different elements of of effectiveness uh, and what that really meant. It, it re- referred to like satisfaction of the journal club members, uh, whether they were critically reading had improved, whether their reading habits had improved. Because one hypothesis was that journal clubs helped foster good reading habits if you aren't reading journal papers because you're doing something else in your research it mm-hmm. it at least makes you read one paper a week uh, critically which is good so yeah. um they had a bunch of different uh, characteristics which they broke down into that level and that's sort of how they measured it but that's mm. why they had so many different uh, characteristics of effectiveness that it they couldn't do a meta-analysis because mm. there's no quantitative measure so interesting yeah. okay well yeah. if, i mean if you're someone that has a group meeting weekly and yeah. uh, like across any industry mm-hmm. have a look at this paper have That's a look it? at the markers for success and uh 
have a look at what what the factors for uh, making it more successful yeah. could be. Yeah, and even yeah. even that, uh, you know, on on the back of that, well, like I said, it is Stephen and I here doing the mm. Journal Club of the podcast, which he doesn't <laughs> like. But I mean, part of this is your input. So if you have any thoughts or ideas that you want to share, feel free to email us, and you know, we could start a discourse and a conversation to help this Journal Club <laughs> slash podcast uh, improve and grow. So that, that's sort of the the backing behind it. But in, in saying that. Yeah, thanks for journal clubbing with me. No worries. Ah, I got you to admit it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. See ya.